0: Is the crypto space a very masculine area? Actress Mila Kunis thinks so and is launching her own NFT project. Porsche has launched an NFT trading platform and a virtual real estate plot has sold for close to $1 million. With that in mind, where does the NFT world go beyond the hype? has the actual value of digital collectibles been determined? We'll discuss this news, answer this question, probably not really well, though, and much more on our Nifty News episode number 68 of the Nifty Show.
1: Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we
0: call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know, Travis and Joel say this won't blow. The lock, the load, it's so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy. The nifty show. And welcome to the nifty show, episode number 68. Your favorite blockchain blockheads, crypto clowns, Joel Kahn and Travis Wright, are here to accompany you on this journey into the world of digital collectibles.
1: We are the NFT nerds.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah that we need we need an NFT nerd thing in there that's good i like that well done
1: we're the nifty nerds the
0: Nifty Nerds. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, this is the weekly show where we cover the news aspect of NFTs. Of course, our Friday show is live every week on YouTube and Theta. You can go to nifty.show forward slash YouTube to see it live at 5 o'clock Eastern time every week or just pick up on the replays either on YouTube or in your ears. And uh, we've got three or four guests every week covering the latest projects. But this week, this episode is focused on things that are happening in the NFT space. And I'm going to interview Travis. He's going to interview me.
1: It's going to be very exciting. I'm very excited to interview you to see how things are going. How are things going for you?
0: Things are going okay, except for the crypto world is just like, oh, my heart hurts right now. It's just, oh, I've seen this story before and, you know, it's coming back. But it just sucks so much when the markets are down so much.
1: Yeah, I noticed this. Uh, I was very sad today as well when I looked at the prices, and I woke up and I said, "Wait, what? That's the price? That's the that's the price of WAX? Oh, that's yeah. the price of the total market cap? One point three billion? Oh, wow! This yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah, super sucky. But the total NFT market cap currently at almost fifteen billion dollars. Of course, Theta still up top, down almost thirty percent for the week. Tezos, Chili's, Engine, Decentraland, Ultra Flow, Bakery Swap, Ecomi, and Axie Infinity rounding out the top 10. Every one of them down 20 to 45% this week, except for Ultra, which I've not heard of. Our UOS up 7.6% for the week. So good job, Ultra. Maybe it's a new thing. I, I don't know.
1: Mm, it, it is a new thing. And what is a sad thing to me is that wax is at nine cents. That's just crazy to me. Uh, Looking sure. at some of these prices, uh, like flow, all the way down to seven dollars and fifteen cents. Flow is so low right now. Like it hasn't been this low since the ICO was released. And then it was like five dollars, seven dollars, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, thirty. It was hanging up at around thirty something dollars for the longest time. And here it is right now at seven dollars and fifteen cents engine at 97 cents like tezos now tezos now it's popped up in the nft because they've been doing a whole lot of stuff the xtc z token i'm a big fan of tezos i have stacked lots of tezos that's not financial advice i'm just saying it looks like they're building some good stuff two dollars and fifty cents that is a really cheap price for tezos my god like this by the way full of opportunities
0: i saw on uh twitter's this week somebody selling their first NFT on a Tezos marketplace. And I went and I bought for the first time an NFT on Tezos. I, I had never done it before. And the uh, the website, it's called hisetnuntzi.xyz. I mean, it makes no sense what it is, but I do have an object in my, uh, my Tezos wallet right now. It's a six of ten, and it's this card that spins around, and a, a golden bowl is on top of it with the Tezo symbols spinning around it. So I, I can't don't know. Even I'm
1: supposed just... to go to that website. You just said it out loud, and I still can't even. I, I couldn't even get near the ballpark based on what you said. Like that,
0: right? Yeah, it makes it makes absolutely no sense on its own. Uh, but who the
1: know, hell because... names? Who the hell is naming shit that? Like,
0: yeah, so you you could see it right there, Trav, because I'm sharing my screen with you. Our audience can't see it, but it's h i c e t n u n c dot x y z. But this is the uh, you could see here the NFT that I purchased. It was like, I don't yeah, know, four, it's like my cat got tussles. on my
1: keyboard and was just like, typey type, typey type dot x y z. Like, good lord, like, what the hell? I think it's not, hit. Hits and Nunsy, like what? Come on, some get some marketing sense over there. My God, that's I
0: crazy. know, I know. So much hype in the NFT world, and this article here on Coin Telegraph addresses it. Says you know that there is, um, there's a lot of big names getting involved. Tom Brady is starting an NFT company. Uh, SNL is making, you know, fun songs about NFTs. Beeple's thing sold for 69 million. Mark Cuban is in on NFTs. And yet, in spite of all the hype and all the novelty, people are still trying to figure out what is the true value of a digital collectible, realizing that NFTs go way beyond what we're doing right now with you know, with art and with cards, um, in, in games, you know, and this article talks about some of those things, tangible goods, licenses, records, real estate. I think that this is where some of the massive value for owning a non-fungible token are going to be applicable to mainstream.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about a couple weeks ago with this, about the smart key platform, right? Like and how they're making cities smart and, and they're, they're making like utilities and access. It's a, uh, to different areas within a city. You have to have the NFT to be able to access that and it needs to be in your wallet. It's sort of like the next generation of key fob. We've talked about some of the cool things that can happen at like a concert, geo-proximity based things. You're in the area, you can access certain things because you have an NFT or you have this NFT and you get dropped a new NFT because that's what some of the functions are going to allow you. You're gonna have this NFT this will allow you to unlock this media, right? You're going to be able to watch this movie because you have this NFT, right? Or you're going to be able to listen to this album. All kinds of things are being created as a result of this and it's an exciting it's an exciting space. But crypto goes up, crypto goes down, the hype cycle, the first hype cycle for the NFTs, maybe it's the second hype cycle. I don't I I've never haven't really decided if this was the first hype it was the first major hype cycle, but for me the first hype cycle was when CryptoKitties went boom, and that to me, we, people were all, we were all talking about you know ERC 721s at the time. Uh, at least if you were in the space. It, but this was the first big mainstream NFT boom. So, but it looks like it is kind of dying down a little bit.
0: Well, it's pulling back, and something really interesting I noticed is I mentioned this on last week's show. I went to Nifty Gateway last night. To, you know, I always look to see what are they offering. And I'll go check the marketplace to see if there's any pieces I wanted that are now selling below retail. And, and then I'll, I'll pick those up for because I, I just like the art. And I've noticed that e- they're not even doing drawings like they used to. Even for like 10 ofs, you go in and you go buy it. And I'll watch some of them sell really slow. Like the hype on that site, it used to be you'd go in and there would be several thousand people that would be trying to buy something for $500 and only 10 or 25 people got it. Now, they're, you're just buying them straight up and they're not selling. And that's because people got in as opportunists. They realized, hey, if I can get one of 25 and a couple thousand people want it, I can instantly flip it. Had nothing to do with the art whatsoever. Had everything to do with hype. And now they've got oversupply and not enough people to, to buy them at that price.
1: That is, that is absolutely true. Well, and, and that's what it seems like there's a, I'd be curious to see the statistics of, you know, the people who are in NFTs to collect versus the people who are in, in NFTs to just immediately flip. Because you can see that there's a lot of people out there that are immediately flipping. Even, even example of last night, you know, we had the, uh, the Bitcoin collections um, 2011 drop by in blue and normally those things have been selling out within a second mm-hmm. and i think we, and at this point we still have a, a few left right
0: yeah they'll be uh, they'll be gone by the time the sale will be over by the time the show comes out tonight but yes as of now there's still a few left and that's really unusual uh, but you know one of the, the problems i think it, 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 we talked about this uh, as we were streaming last night our planet has been a blessing and a curse Right, It's a blessing in that it's, um, it's it's bringing money to people because they're staking as they're playing this game and they're getting Aether and hey, there's nothing wrong with free money for staking your NFTs. But the downside of it is there's some people that, and even the ones who traditionally bought because they like collectibles, all of a sudden the question is, can I stake it? Has nothing to do whatsoever with what the property is, what it looks like, what its value is, as a collectible, it's all about can I stake it? And I, I got to say, I get really irritated when, you know, as creators, we put our heart and soul into making something that is artistic, that is interesting in and of itself, that has story. And the first thing that some people want to know is can I stake it? A- I and blend? it makes. Will it blend? <laughs> Will it blend? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's just a natural progression of, you know, what happens in the industry and you take the good, you take the bad. Um, and there you are with the facts of life
1: or something. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. And so, you know what, I think, you know, the staking component of it is, is really cool. It has, as you mentioned, added a whole lot. It's, it's been really fun. A lot of people really appreciate it. And, uh, I think it's been interesting to see. And, uh, but yeah, the fact is like, oh, I'm gonna buy this NFT and it's not immediately stakeable. Well, then why would I buy it? Like that has totally flipped the switch of the games on here on the the wax ecosystem. So quit flipping the switch. Ugh.
0: I just I just don't know that it's the healthiest long term vision for NFTs. But everything goes in cycles. And there's going to be other games, you know, pretty soon Hobble God is going to have their own staking system and, you know, you're going to earn void and it's going to be usable in the game. And if you think that that's the end of the road, you got another thing coming because there's going to be a lot more projects that roll out systems and ways for you to earn with your NFTs Uh, and I think the most creative and best ones are going to be those that allow you to earn natively using those NFTs. You know, for example, uh, Alien Worlds, right? You, You use your Alien Worlds NFTs to earn Trillium in Alien Worlds. You can't use other properties NFTs. You can earn other property NFTs because they they create them and make them available on their property to earn, but you can't earn trillium with them. You just earn more NFTs.
1: Yeah. It's it's definitely dynamically changed the game. And but you know what? This is the wax ecosystem. Like that's not even available on Ethereum because the, the, the cost of, of gas fees would make that just completely unacceptable. So it seems to me that that this thing is a is a completely different ecosystem. Wax is a whole other different beast than Flow or Engine or Ethereum just because, you know, Wax was built for NFTs specifically. And so we're seeing an evolution happen the way that the community wants it to, to evolve. And so we're seeing new things and different creators and different, um, you know, things being created and new mechanisms all the time. And so... That's that's part of the fun of it to me is like, yeah, the staking maybe has hurt a little bit, but it's a pretty interesting component as an add on to the whole NFT ecosystem. Mm-hmm.
0: And as we move into the celebrity space, Mila Kunis, who, of course, everybody knows is an actress from films and that 70s show and family guy. And, she, and
1: a Ukrainian. She's actually from a, Ukraine
0: and Ukrainian. Mila yeah. Ukrainian. You you could own it. you could I don't know anyway actually,
1: sh- her name is actually Mila Slava. I would I would wager money
0: a little bit of trivia for you there yeah because because people wanted to know that
1: people wanted to know, well I'm just telling you Ukrainian women are beautiful Ukrainian and Russian women as I was saying if there's ever a war and and you know we need to take in some refugees. I just want to let you know, I will take in three or four refugees. I got a couple extra bedrooms. Like, I just want to do the right thing. And I think that I will take in as many Russian and Ukrainian women uh, refugees as as I could. I mean, because I'm very helpful.
0: You are very helpful. That's very kind of you. Well, during quarantine, Mila says she did a deep dive into cryptos, into NFTs. She said this on Conan's show on Thursday Quote, I felt like it was a very masculine area. Like everybody that I knew that knew anything about it at the time was always a man. And I was like, this can't be that hard. And so she said she deep dived, surrounded herself with two incredibly smart women that know everything about it. And now she is launching a new project called Stoner Cats. So so good on you, Mila. You know, I, I think in general, technology in general is usually led by men i'm not saying women aren't smart women can't do it but just look across the whole landscape of those that have led um, the development of technology and technology companies it's been primarily men so it's no surprise that nfts are going to be primarily men and now it you know there's women that are getting in the game too and they should And Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, welcome aboard, Mila. You know, do you not know Paris Hilton, Mila? I thought you all ran together because Paris has been doing NFTs for Mm -hmm. some time.
1: Well, Paris has been doing NFTs recently. She's been starting out and was doing deep dives into the corn during, you know, to NFTs and crypto during the quarantine, depending on when during the quarantine. Like, uh, you know, I I think that um, Paris Hilton, she's relatively new, jumping into it over the past few months after, uh, you know, Clubhouse went crazy, but uh, I think you're, you know, it, it's true. Just historically, that's what it seems like that, that the way that it's been, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I think this is, I think this is funny. She's like, it's, it's, a, you know, she's went in all technical. It's, you know, it's a male dominant. So I went and created stoner cats. Like It's just like, you know, kind of a non-serious thing, but it's it's actually pretty funny. So here are these NFTs. That uh, feature images of cats, sometimes drinking and smoking marijuana, and um, a lot of different cats. She's actually partnered with CryptoKitties founder Mac Flavel and Crypto Poops NFT creator Jonathan Howard. Which I unfortunately, Joel, do not have any Crypto Poops uh, in my NFT collection. Unfortunately,
0: That's, I'm sure you can resolve that with a quick trip to the bathroom, though. Maybe so. yeah, you could probably go mint a crypto poop, you know, in just a few minutes.
1: With corn, of course. <laughs>
0: Moving right along, the creator of the Honey Badger Don't Care video auctioned it off as an NFT. And he sold this thing. I'm looking for the amount of how much it sold for. Uh, but he sold it to honor a friend of his who died back in March he's selling the original video as well as the trademark phrase honey badger don't care i can't see how much it's sold for though
1: mm. well it's yeah i don't see how much it says it's, it's being sold for is it is it being sold or has it or was it sold plans to use the, money for uh, a key sale to give away money to his two children and donate a portion of the money to uh, animals asia uh, it doesn't say exactly how much okay. this one. So for that. here it is
0: a representative from net gems did not disclose the final sale price of the honey badger nft but the company was working with private buyers so i don't know why they're not saying how much but a couple of the you know the meme nfts have sold for a whole lot charlie bit my finger sold for seven hundred sixty thousand. 000 nyan cat Nyang cat flying through the air sold for five hundred ninety thousand. and the doge meme Earned four million dollars in sale of an
1: what? NFT. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking. Yeah. So that picture of the Doge, of uh, that Shiba Inu, like that was a picture when it was like a when it was like a relatively young pup, you know, back in what two thousand, uh, whatever thirteen or eleven or twelve, whatever it was. And now Doge is all old, and he's like darker brown, and he's got like white all over his face. Like there should be another token called the Old Doge. Right, because you got the original young Doge, which is the original, and now that that dog is really old and it looks different, now it's old Doge. Like that should be a meme token.
0: It's obvious to me that the NFT community is big on memes and big on pop culture. Right, it, pieces of our culture that um, that are isolated that stand out to say, "Yeah, I own that." I think that that's a really interesting study to do there, you know, because there's some art that's way better than any of this stuff, you know, and there's there's videos that are funnier, uh, but it's these ones that have just so infiltrated and integrated with our culture that are selling for a lot of money, and uh, that so do something culturally culturally relevant. I do words and then uh, sell it as an NFT for a whole lot.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, people are collecting the things that, that they loved as a, when they were younger. Right. And that's, like think of the things that we like to collect. Like a lot of the things, like I still like to collect, you know, mid eighties baseball cards. Right. And, and some of the, my favorite players from back in the day. Uh, and I'll, you know, I've been going through and I bought like a Charles Barkley rookie card recently that was perfect corners, perfectly centered. I think it has to be graded near near a nine or a ten, and and I got this badass Ted Williams that I, I think when I get this thing graded, this thing I think it's got to be one of the highest nineteen forty one Ted Williams ever graded. I got it for like three hundred bucks on eBay, you know, a couple of years ago, and I guarantee you that thing's worth probably eight nine ten thousand dollars in the condition that it's in. So just people like to collect things that are relevant to them for when when they were younger, and uh, in the digital age. What's nostalgic for them? Digital shit. So this is the digital shit show.
0: (laughs) Not to be confused with the epic shit show. (laughs) Totally different beast coming soon to a podcast player near you. Uh, Speaking of things people like to collect, there are fans of cars, including the Porsche. And Porsche has launched an NFT trading platform called FanZone where people can buy and sell cards uh, from their favorite sports. It's not just Porsche stuff. And I'm trying to see what chain they're going to be on here. The Lusco blockchain. I've never heard of this. I'm sorry, not Lusco. Luxo. L-U-K-S-O dot network. This is a, it looks like an L2 chain. Uh, actually, hang on. Edit here. It was... Created by the guy who made the ERC20, but what is it actually? Luxo, Luxo, huh? There's an L14 faucet. Never heard of this one.
1: Yeah, neither have I.
0: Is it on Coin Market Cap?
1: It's a test. It's sort. It's sort of a test token right now. It's not completely fully baked. Well, Luxo has one hell of a team, and as you mentioned. That the former Ethereum developer Fabian Vogelsteller was the author of the ERC20 and Web3.js, which are the, the basically the foundation of the DeFi protocols today. So look at this. Then they have uh, Marjorie Hernandez, who is an amazing brand architect, and then the advisors on this team. Like there is some amazing people on board this particular project. And I had not heard of it, but I'm going to do some research. Got I their, got their white paper down there. Luxo, L-U-K-S-O. I would say go check it out, do some research on it, and let's see what we find on this thing, guys.
0: Yeah, report back to us. You guys let us know what we're doing here. So that's did an as ITO, far as,
1: bro. They raised 9,900 ETH.
0: Yeah, wow. we can't keep up with everything. It's just it's not possible. And it's getting less and less possible to keep up with everything.
1: Here's a cool piece of news. Uh, Can NFTs work for luxury jewelry? And you know what? For some of those pieces, it might make sense, right? You want to verify that this is an authentic piece of jewelry. Boom, comes with an NFT connected to your wallet. Well, Jacques Voorhees, who is the father of Eric Voorhees, who is the CEO and founder of Shapeshift, right, is working on a solution and said, Hey, they found the long term problem affecting the diamond sector. So, and he said he nearly fell out of his chair. So, imagine you can basically say, Here's the genesis and providence of where this diamond came from. Here's the mine that it came from. And uh, it's not a, tr- you know, diamonds aren't a tradable liquid asset like gold or silver. And actually, they're sort of like a car. Once you take a diamond out of a jewelry shop, boom, the price drops 50% or more. And I think it's because of the whole De Beers uh, thing and how they've got a basically a monopoly on all these diamond mines all over the world, Joel. And so they kind of just suppress the supply and act like they're rare when they're not nearly as rare as as some seem to think. But maybe we'll see some NFTs down the road, Joel, with, uh, with diamonds and whatnot.
0: Diamond FTs, something mm-hmm.
1: like that. Diamond the- NFTs are a girl's second best friend.
0: The virtual real estate world is also booming. You know, we talk about Sandbox and CryptoVoxels and Somnium Space. Now Decentraland is in the news. They sold a patch of their land, which comprised of 259 parcels for $900,000. That is a record for them. It was bought by Republic Realm, a digital real estate investment company fund. Uh, Also, you know, the story talks about how uh, Sandbox sold a patch of land for $650,000 earlier this month. A piece of Somnium space real estate uh, brought half a million back in March. I'll tell you, I bought up some of these real estates early just for that very reason. I bought four plots in Sandbox in the Genesis sale. I bought one Decentraland plot, I've got the Crypto Voxels plot, which is where the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. I get offers for that every day. Uh, I've gotten as high as ten thousand dollars offer for that Crypto Voxels plot. I'm not. I'm not selling. You can't have the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. It ain't going nowhere. And I'm just going to sit on these this real estate because eventually Sandbox is going to launch the public game, right? And it's gonna. They're gonna eventually reach a place where they are sold out, and every time they do a sale, they go like that. So my bare land uh, is gonna be worth a bunch one day.
1: It's so funny to think about. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, I'm a I'm a virtual real estate investment firm. Mm. Like, really? Wow, like that. <laughs> You never would have been like in high school, like, what are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to be a virtual real estate investor, and I'm going to buy plots of digital land in these metaverses. I- Look
0: at Upland. Upland announced they had passed a million NFTs minted, you know, through their uh, through their game. And they continue to. I mean, eventually they're going to take over the world. Uh, they, they opened up at Chicago and a couple of the suburbs here a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't get anything I wanted. They went so fast.
1: Man, well, don't get shot hanging out there in a virtual <laughs> Chicago. That sounds dangerous.
0: It is dangerous.
1: Is the, is is Mayor Lori Lightfoot? Is she still the mayor in virtual Chicago too? Or could you like like could you like elect somebody more sane? I hope not. That would be really <laughs> scary. All right, what else we got here on the pallet today? Race car NFTs, upcoming Rev Racing game, Animoca Brands, ones who we love. We Actually, had, um, we had Robbie, the CEO, Robbie Young, on Bad Crypto recently mm-hmm. on an episode. And if you want to learn more about Animoca, you probably ought to tune into that. Was I think it's episode 525 maybe or 523, one of them. I'm not sure. One of those you can see. Go to badcryptopodcast.com and you can see that particular interview. But uh, So the, the new NFTs for this racing game are going to be minted on the Polygon network for F1 Delta time and they're going to be doing a, an upcoming racing game for, their, for their, their motorsport ecosystem they have. Not only do they have F1 Delta Time, they also have a motorcycle racing game, and they have some other stuff coming out. Animoca killing it over there, bro.
0: Well, apparently they're doing an airdrop for a new uh, yet unannounced blockchain racing game, and if you played F1 Delta Time, um then if you participated in the the game you're going to be eligible for the airdrop and then these new race car NFTs will be used in this new upcoming game i did not race during that time so i don't believe that i get any airdrops it's it's sad to be me but it just is what it is i mean what are you going to do
1: i'm sorry it's not too sad to be you it's pretty good to be you most days Also in the NFT racing
0: world, McLaren Racing is teaming up with Tezos for Formula One NFTs. I mean, NFTs and gaming just make so much damn sense. And there was a time where it was like everything was Ethereum, right? If you're going to do an NFT, it was Ethereum. And then along comes Wax. And now we've got Binance and Matic and um, Ecomi, right? And the the Tezos flow, the list of these chains that you're gonna be in the day is coming when they will cross over from one to another completely. And it won't matter which chain you minted on, you'll be able to port it to another one.
1: That's what's gonna be interesting is the providence of that. And then the ability to look at the smart contract and say, okay, that, and that's really where IPFS comes in. so crucial on this. is like, all right, I minted this on IPFS. It's still on IPFS. I'm just changing wh- which blockchain that that NFT is hosted on. We're going to see more and more of that. We're going to see more and more of Tezos NFTs popping out. In fact, friend of the show and NFT herself, Ms. Stability, has been working with Tezos and is working on an NFT platform of her own and doing some really cool stuff and, doing some stuff with the, the Grease, the, the original movie Grease. There's going to be some stuff going to be going on with that and some really Hope Diamond shit. Like, she's working on some really, talking about pop culture and, uh, and NFTs. Like I think she's going to be popping out some, some interesting stuff here in the near future.
0: Yes. Well, you know, Grease is the word. And last week on the show, the word was soundtrack, the soundtrack of your life. This was a um uh the dude's name is Hulkenborg he's a composer and has written uh, soundtracks for a lot of movies that you've probably seen and for the high bidder he was going to create a 20 plus minute original score in the form of an nft story of your life and uh wanted to check in to see what the winning bid was going to be this week and guess what the winning bid was 20000 dollars and so that was won by Don Diablo, who bid twenty thousand dollars for this. And now um, they're going to mint this on Tezos as well.
1: Yeah, I think you said you thought it would be about a hundred. Would you say about sixty thousand? Is that your guess?
0: Yeah, I said I said about sixty. I think. Yeah, you thought it would be more. It did not go more. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know what? Here's the thing. It's like you got to build these NFTs on the community where the where the people are. And there's not a lot of people on Tezos yet buying NFTs. I mean, it's a cool platform, but there's a lot. There's not a huge community of NFT buyers yet on Tezos. So I think that probably had something to do with it.
0: I don't know. Do you think when people bid on NFTs, they they think about, you know, what chain it's going to be on?
1: You have $20,000 worth of Tezos to buy it.
0: No, it was was credit card.
1: Oh, credit card. I guess it really doesn't matter if it's credit card.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it says uh, you're the winning bidder. You could pay it with credit card, wire transfer, or various cryptos, Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDC, etc. It doesn't even say Tezos on here. Mm. So um, well, anyway, this guy's going to get, you know, so that's, you know, if it's a 20-minute original score to this guy's life, that's $1,000 a minute for, you know, a blockbuster composer to score, uh, you know, his life. I'd, I'd say that that's, he got a really good deal on this.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a really good deal. Thinking about that, like, you know, like, wow, could have gotten, could have, I'd like to hear a score to my life. I wonder, I wonder what it would sound like. I have to, I have to, like, what are all the amazing things that I did and the not so amazing things? And it would be, it would be like crypto goes up, crypto goes down. It's kind of what it'd be.
0: Our friend Rachel Wolfson, the crypto chick, has written an article in Cointelegraph, which you guys can go take a look at. In fact, all of the articles that we reference in this episode are in our show notes at nifty.show forward slash 68. The title of this piece, NFT Art Galleries, Future of Digital Artwork or Another Crypto Fad. I'm, you know, I, I want you to go read the piece uh, and see what her conclusions are. I'm just gonna jump to my conclusions. I think that they're here to stay. They're definitely not a crypto fad. We've moved to a, a, a new segment of the art world. Not that traditional art is going away. It's not traditional art galleries are going away. But when I look at these pieces that I've purchased, you know, from MemeCoin or Nifty Gateway or Wax, I want to display these things. And many of them are not static, you know, flat images They're They've got motion to them. They've got video. Some of them have audio. And those are art. And I think that a gallery is a great place to display this Mm. new kind of digital art.
1: Well, we've been talking about over the last few weeks, there's so many different exhibitions popping up all over the world. I had somebody message me the other day, like one in Sydney, uh, and there's some, uh, some other one like, hey, do you want to cover our exhibitions? I mean, there's so many of them popping up that it's something you really have to go and see. Or... You actually probably don't if they were to include VR into it somehow, right? Like kind of do a 360, like here's our virtual uh, exhibition. You can come and see it live at wherever here in London or check out our 360 one. And then you can 360 it, zoom into the ones you want to see. Like you could have that same experience. And if you're not incorporating 360 video in some way into that, then you're missing out on you know, delighting your audience in all over the world because a lot of people can't fly to wherever you are showing those things and they're digital. So make a digital experience for us.
0: And speaking of art, here's another marketplace for art lovers, collectors, and corporates. It's a platform by Art Smiley and they're saying it's for fidgetal works. It's a combination of physical and digital, and I think that this is a huge future as well for NFTs, is offering physical items to go with your digital collectible.
1: Well, I mean, we've seen that done multiple times already with Crypto Kaiju, right? So we got NFTs with a physical item, like that's that's really cool. And I think that more and more so, your people are just going to buy the NFT first, and then I'll oh, buy the way get a physical item as a bonus. That's something that's going to pop out even more so. Well, with, with mine, and, and with, with Joel and I, we got the crypto Kaijus. Like those are physical first with a digital. Oh, by the way, but uh, with with a, actually with the NFC chip in it as well, so you can actually scan it to go to take it to directly to that your NFT, which is really cool. So I think Oliver over there has, has was an innovator, very innovative in the in the fidgetal space. You know, historically, he was he did that before anybody. So here's some interesting uh, NFT news with uh, surrounding Jay-Z. And uh, so I believe Damon Dash and Jay-Z were once co-founders of Rockefeller Records. And uh, I guess Damon Dash has tried to, uh, he attempted to auction off Jay-Z's 1996 album, Reasonable Doubt, as an NFT. And then all these questions popped up like, hey, how could Dash, Hova's, Former manager and ex business partner think he could sell this guy's music, and uh, so I guess there's a lawsuit and stuff going on, saying if uh, you know who owns Jay Z's catalog, does he have a stake in Jay Z's catalog? And uh, Damon Dash is apparently asking to get off. He's like, you're gonna mess with you're gonna mess with Jay Z's uh, music catalog. Oh, I can just say this: Damon Dash did not kill himself.
0: And as we get ready to close out the week, a quick peek at our um, the sites that we'd like to go to to update what's happening in the NFT world. Wax.Guide is one of them. You know, we had the folks from Wax Arena on recently, and their contender boxes are dropping on June 25th and 26th. Travis, there are so many drops coming out right now. I missed one today from the artist William Quigley. Not, uh, not to be confused with the blockchain personality, William Quigley.
1: Nice. Yeah, I wanted to, that was one of the ones that I wanted to snag one of those. I bet those things are going for ridiculous prices on Atomic now, aren't they?
0: I'll bet they are too. I'm missing so many drops. It's just impossible to keep up with all of them, but wax.guide does a good job of it. And uh, this week in Wax on NFTinsider.io, they are not sponsors of the show but maybe they should be you could see all the different drops i should you know wax is just the most fun blockchain i think because it it's so accessible for anybody to mint stuff right you don't have, i looked at like what it would take to mint on flow there's not an easy user interface to create stuff on flow as great of a chain as it might be and yeah you can mint on you know um, ethereum for your one-offs but you can't create pack systems like you can on nefty blocks and mm-hmm. so we're seeing so much creativity on wax now
1: that is true seeing a whole lot of stuff going on in creativity all right so there we go i see a nice listing here i see a decent price one all right You're grabbing it snaggeroo I'm going to
0: snag it. Yeah, I'm going to snag a couple of these things. I to All get- right. Well, tr- while Travis snags, um, we're going to thank you guys for listening to the show. Try to join us live if you can on Friday. There's something about live that is a lot of fun. Uh, or catch us recorded. Either way, we promise to bring you great value, great content on the Nifty Show. Please subscribe, share with a friend, review, and as always, keep it Nifty.